Everybody, welcome to the Game of Thrones pre-show. Probably not going to be posted anywhere else. You hear it live or you don't hear it at all. Uh, we are talking all things Bastard Bulls as the lead-in to Game of Thrones for the best TV night, uh, certainly of my lifetime, that I can remember. It's me. It's Charlie. Uh, it's Charlie Wisco of Barstool, New York, along with my boy, The Clem Report. And you know the nicknames. The Many Snacks God, the Iron Bank Shot of Bravos, the Blogger of the Morning, the House of Black and White Cookies, the Porzingis that was promised, the King Size Kit Kat Slayer, Ruler of the Seven Courses, Clemwell Charlie, and the White Bread Walker. What's up, Clem? <laughs> I don't know if work. I like that. How we doing, man? It's uh, it's here, dude. We 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 didn't know what the penultimate was gonna be, you know, until obviously the things came out, and it's the Bastard Bowl, and I cannot uh, cannot be more excited right now. Big night, big night, All big right. TV night. It's a huge TV night. So here's the here's where I'm at, Clem. I don't. I I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. So like my family, we're all root for the same teams, right? Like I find it crazy when there are families that are split in terms of sports allegiances. Mm-hmm. Everyone in my family is a diehard, you know, Knicks, Yankees, Rangers, Giants. And when there's like a big game on in my house. Literally, it's just my family, all five of my siblings. I'm one of six. My dad, and sometimes my mom, depending on if it's the Giants, like just pacing nervously around the house, just waiting for the game to start. And there's just like a like it's all we talk about. There's like a palpable nervousness in the air the whole day. That's yep. literally what's going on in my house today. All over Ramsey Bolton and Jon Snow. It is like there's a Rangers game seven going on where just like nobody cares about anything else, and all we can talk about is this game or this game this battle that's about to take place in a fictional place called westeros <laughs> like i don't know how many times your wife and you have talked about the bastard bowl today but like it's it's like been 60 percent of the conversations i've had yeah it's it, this whole weekend anytime i know someone who's watched thrones and obviously the nba it's like all right so what are we doing here or you know then we start trying to break it down and everyone's just like they can't really like George R. R. Martin can't really do it to us again, Kenny. And I just feel so stupid. Like I don't want to be there at 10 o'clock being like, how the hell did I not see this coming again? So it's, it's definitely, it's like a, if it was any other show, it would be like, this is what we've been waiting for. It's finally the big Stark win. And it's like, but with George R. R. Martin, I have no idea what's coming our way. So it's definitely like excitement, but like just enough fear to make you like a little sick to your stomach. And that's disgusting yeah. that a TV show makes us feel like that. <laughs> Yes. I mean, you literally have what can only be described as anxiety from trying to watch this show. Like I once, I once heard this really interesting interview with George R. R. Martin. And he said, he was like, when you watch a James Bond movie, um, you sign a silent contract with, you know, the people who made it that everything's going to be okay that you know that no matter how bad things look at the very end of it, James Bond gets to escape and live. He's like, so you don't get, have to watch it with any sort of fear or apprehension. He's like, I'm what makes game of Thrones different. There is something about a song of ice fire. So my readers and watchers of the show, I don't have that contract with them. I can take out any character. So there's a constant dread that my audience feels. And like I told, and uh, that makes it's why it's the greatest show of all time, in my opinion. Because it's the only one where, like, Jon Snow and Sansa could die. They could just be defeated. Like, that is, that is, that's not only possible, it's, like, probable. You know what I mean? Like, you actually have to look at the strategy of what's about to go down and figure out a way for the Starks to win. Because otherwise, 
Like, there's a very good chance that two fan favorite characters die tonight. It's completely in, it's, it's completely in play. Yeah, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I feel like something, like, I, it, it, they're not winning, like, I just can't imagine them winning unscathed, right? Even if they do win. And it's like, I, I just don't think they bring John back to kill him again, like we had talked about in, in, in past times. But it's like, if something really bad goes down and he has to kind of do something else, but... Like, Sansa has a fucking target on her face, you know what I mean? And, oh, my God, yeah. And, and especially because she, she has the Stark last name, too, you know? Oh, and oh, one one, my boy, he is the biggest target of all because he's a big dude. And he's going to wreck some shit, but you know, you know it's not going to – it's, it's going to probably end poorly. Which go down down. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, and, and in the most painful way possible with the Boltons, there's some sick fucks. So it's it's just like I'm trying to figure out like that's what I've been actually trying to dissect is not how the Starks can win, but how they're going to make it like painful for us with like the with like Jon Snow still winning the battle, but like in the most like in the in the most losses possible we're gonna take for that to happen. Like nothing in Game of Thrones really happens where it's like it's all good in the end, except for Arya like getting stabbed a thousand times in the stomach and then like r- like walking away unscathed after she put the face on the wall. Like that was the only time where I was like, what the fuck was that? You know. So I have no idea what's gonna happen here. Yeah, I mean I completely agree with you and everything. So let's go on before we dive more into the battle itself. Let's talk about the viewing situation. So people know. That tonight is may it's probably it's the most important NBA game of my lifetime. Um, and I I know people, I'm a hockey guy first and foremost, as a lot of people know. But I love the NBA. I always have. I love watching it. And in terms of historical stakes, the NBA I think likes to put itself in historical perspective more than any other league by far. Um, there, wait, Clem, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it says it was frozen on my, my timer stop. In terms of, like, historical perspective, um, it is the most important game. You have the Golden State Warriors who become a team who have an argument, at least, of being the greatest team of all time. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm saying there's an argument. Or you have LeBron, if he wins this game, does, no matter what people say, has a legitimate argument. He is the greatest player of all time. That game starts at 8. Basketball is 9 to 10.05. Clem. What are you doing? So this is what I'm doing, and I know I'll, I won't. Probably, these are my people right here. This is the this is the the circle of trust here. The Zcast. This is probably the most people who are like minded like me. Um, I'm watching my my nine, my eight to nine my hoops, and then as soon as nine o'clock hits, I'm going straight to HBO. Maybe nine oh one. Maybe I'll try. What's that? Okay. I said okay. Sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, as soon as 901 hits, and listen, I have two TVs downstairs. I have I have the big screen and I have like the the 32 inch screen and like the, the small screen. I can go I could go two at once. That's not how Thrones works. Thrones is complete lights out, blackout. We go no social media, phones off. The only thing on is the screen, and uh, that's what I'm doing tonight. We're staying with what works. We got to represent the snows uninterrupted. If I the thing I'm not worried about, I'm listen. I can't have Game Seven spoiled for me at 10:05. Thrones can be spoiled for me at 10.05 because the best part about NBA, the NBA games are watching it along with Twitter. You right. know what I mean? And yeah. there's going to be someone who just might leak something out. And, I, you know, I don't want to then have that ruined because 
you know, the only thing I'm really actually worried about missing, obviously, you know, I, I don't want to miss a, you know, a play get hot or something. I don't want to miss a viral moment. I don't want to miss LeBron giving Steph that look. I don't want to miss the hot girl that's, you know, giving Steph a look as well. Like there's a million things that could happen in the games that doesn't really have as much to do with the game. I'm still going to be there. Dick punch. Yeah. I'm a dream on Dick punch. Like, if if my phone just starts smoking, it's because Twitter is on fire. I'll know Draymond hit him in the dick. Other than that, there's nothing I can really miss that at the end of the day is going to be like, oh, like that was the moment that changed the entire – I mean, that's probably going to happen now that I say it. But there's there's so much more to the game left once Thrones is done. I'm going blackout. If you go just NBA, God bless you. Good luck navigating those spoilers. And if you go both, you know, God bless you for not having like – ADD from all the shit we've done to ourselves the last like eight years with our phones and everything where you can actually watch two things at once and be focused, you know? Okay. So this is also a difference between me and you. So you're full time at Barstool. I'm not. So it's not my job to tweet. All I have to do is get the Game of Thrones recap out on Monday and then the podcast out on Tuesday. So I think I might do something that I don't do that often very more, which is I'm going to watch the entire game with my phone off. And then I'm going to immediately go on HBO, go and watch it. And that's, then I'll turn my See, that's that. And that takes, that's going to take, uh, you know, if, if Draymond Dick. So much to, but I don't know if I'm going to, I say that's my plan. I don't know if I can do that. Like, I every, don't know if I can pull through and actually deliver on that promise. Everyone has a plan, plan until they get punched in the mouth. All right. So it's like Draymond punches someone in the dick or something crazy happens. Steph's hit it's like a 30 foot, you know, 35 footer. And you just want to see the reaction, the memes, the vines, all that stuff. Like you're going to have to go on Twitter and there might be a big old fat. Like I loved when John put Ramsey's head on a spike and he'd be like, Oh motherfucker. So if you can stay yeah. strong with that, you're a better man than I. Um, but it's good, dude. It's, it's unbelievable. We've gotten to this point. It's, it's, it's kind of cool. Um, it's, it's completely a nerd thing, but it is cool. <laughs> no, it's insane that there could be a TV show that's so fucking good that there are people who are sports fans who are like, yeah, I'm going to skip the most important basketball game of a generation. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's how emasculating must that be for the NBA that like, there are people who are like, oh yeah, like the most, the by far the most famous athlete in America of the past 15 years. Oh, he's going to play the most important game of his career against a team with the all time wins record and game seven. Yeah. I'm just not going to watch that. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to watch game of Thrones instead. That must be in David Stern. I know he's still alive, but he's still rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> and and that is the other thing i've talked about with people like it's like are you how you what's your viewing schedule and then it goes like like what is this the most important game seven of all time for the nba this and that and I, i'm with you dude i think this is the most important game i can remember and i'm sure people can reference other things but there's so you know history for lebron history for the warriors 73 and 9 and Cleveland get Cleveland getting its first sports win in forever would be the biggest story yeah. of the year if the unless the Cubs win the World Series that's going to be like the it's biggest. It's a where story. were you when? It's a where were you when type game. This is thirty for thirty in twenty years, like they did with the OJ ninety four day. Because we also have God knows what's going to happen with the U.S. Open. We have the whole like Dustin Johnson thing going on right now, and I don't know what else happened today. The Mets got absolutely got got shit on again by the Braves, so we could throw that in just to like throw some salt in the wound. So it, it's it's just a it's a I nutty wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. This is no, this was my biggest fear uh, though. No, the Yankees lost to the Minnesota Twins today and are back below five hundred, so I can't really <laughs> say anything. Um no, yeah, I completely agree. I mean it's absolutely insane that there's 
this high of stakes and people are still going to watch it on. But I think my biggest concern with my plan, and I don't, I think I, it's the kind of thing where I think I'm going to just cave and watch Thrones. Like in my heart of hearts, that's what I think happens, even if it's not what I'm planning on, because I'm not worried about necessarily like, so I'm one of six kids and everyone's home for Father's Day. I have both, both of my sisters and two of my brothers have already said, like, we're just watching Thrones Live. They're like, we can't wait anymore. That's what we're going to do. And since that's the majority, um, four people makes the majority, they're going to get the big TV that's downstairs. So I'm going to have to go upstairs in the room I'm in right now and watch it on the small TV with my dad and one of my brothers. And even they're like, we don't know what we're going to (laughs) do. So there's a good... So I'm not worried. I can turn my phone off. I know I can turn my phone off and avoid spoilers. It'll be, it'll suck. And it really sucks. Cause I've had this tweet in drafts uh, in case the Warriors lost that I've had for like a few weeks, which is, you know, when you tweet something blatantly wrong and then just retweet all the people correcting you. Yep. Yep. Which is like my favorite thing to do. Shout out to Trill Ballins for the inspiration for that. I love to, I have this tweet. That's like typical regular season hero, Steph Curry, this is why he'll never win an NBA championship. And I just want to see all the Steph stands go absolutely insane over it. So I, the fact I, I won't be able to tweet that, like, I, I, is there even a point in watching the game then? Is there a point of being on Twitter if you can't, you know, troll just a bunch of idiots that don't, that can't t- send sarcasm? That's, you remember, yeah, I did I the same thing with, with Tom Brady, and I was like, Tom Brady's never going to win a Super Bowl. And the amount of people that were like, he just won one. I'm like, guys, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I literally, well, I, and it's also the thing, I can't read my mentions because since I'm like the Game of Thrones blogger, people will tweet at me about it while it's happening. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not like the kind of thing where sometimes, if I don't want something spoiled, I just read my mentions. I, half the time, I don't even read my feed. I just read my mentions anyway. I don't know if that makes me self-centered. Um, I just tweet and read people's responses to myself and live in my own um, air, like little like self-centered bubble. But uh, I can't do that because people too spoilers. So I think I'll just end up watching it live, but we'll see. I mean, it's, it's a huge thing. All right, let's go. So somebody gave me an interesting question today. He said, if Ramsey Bolton dies, let's just say he does, mm-hmm. who get, who's the one who kills him? I think you and I are in agreement. But who would who do you have? Gun to your head. If you there uh, if there's a Vegas odds. I, I would love to know the okay. So do you want me to give like who I think are like the the, the odds or do you want me just to give my pick? Yeah, I'll give you oh do the odds if you can. That seems like a lot. Uh I think John is the favorite. We'll say like three to one. We'll say Sansa will be like the like the um like the New York team that everyone wants to do it, so they'll kinda of bump the odds up a little, like to, to take some yeah. off, so it would be like six to one. So uh, yeah, exactly. We'll put um we'll put our boy one one the giant at like fifteen to one just because it's like maybe he he fucking has a, a moment and just wins the entire goddamn episode. Uh, Tormund twenty to one. Brianna Tarth a little dark horse thirty to one since she's not there when we left. But I'm gonna give you my pick, which I don't know where this pick is. You can tell me on the Vegas scale. I'm going ghost. I'm going the dog. Yeah, that was my pick too. Damn, we agree on everything. I think, you know, he's the, he's the, Ramsey, all he does is have people get killed by dogs in the most vicious way possible. Um, had Theon living with the dogs. All you hear, dog, dog, dog. Fucking giant direwolf with red eyes is the perfect way for this asshole to go down. Um, right. To, you know, and I, and again, I think it's going to be when we're like, holy shit, they're about to like, 
kill Jon Snow or Sansa and do this to us again, Ghost comes flying in. Protect your neck, Ramsey, because Ghost's coming for you. And you know who, you know what it might also be? It might not just be Ghost. It might be Bran warging as Ghost. Like, that's oh, the dear. other X Factor that people are <laughs> talking about. Like, I think there's a people who could possibly, who I wouldn't say are guaranteed, but people who could possibly have a role in this battle that uh, people might not necessarily expect. I think Peter Baelish has, I think everyone's calling that. That's almost like when, uh, Earlier this year, like everybody was saying, like the Boston Celtics are going to beat the Warriors and be like, you know, be the first team to like snap the undefeated streak. And like every single person made the same prediction and thought <laughs> they were making the same bold prediction when like nice. everyone was saying the Celtics would win that game. That's kind of like that. Everyone's like Peter Baelish and the Knights of the Vale. Sansa's letter that she wrote looms large. It's probably going to be Baelish. So I think he'll have a role. I'm pretty positive he will. So yeah, that will I mean, be number one. Okay. Yo, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, Peter Baelish is, is he's the truest X Factor in the show. He's been the biggest, he, he's been the straw that stirs the drink the whole time. And he, you know, whatever he does with the Knights of the Vale is going to swing the battle. And that's where I think, like, I could see Jon Snow maybe winning and then Baelish does some fucking shady shit here. Um, this is, you want me to give you my, like, random prediction out of the blue that, uh, yeah, I'll just, yeah, we're kind of just free balling here. We're kind of just, just freestyling. I'm going Peter Baelish ends up killing or ordering the murder of Brianna Tarth. She kind of could have killed him at Mole at Moletown. Wow. And maybe even Tormund sees it too. Because, you know, there's that whole Tormund Brienne like love thing. Something's going to happen there. Like they usually don't, don't set that stuff up on the show unless something's going to come out. So I'm saying, I don't even know if she's going to make it in time from the Riverlands to uh, Winterfell. But I just figure everything's going to kind of come to a head. And I'm saying Brianna Tarth goes down tonight and Littlefinger is part of the reason why. Because he needs Sansa unprotected. And you can't have some fucking eight foot eight motherfucking chick, you know, with a Valyrian sword protecting that girl. I think you have that. So, okay. That's a good prediction. Another person who could play a factor in this battle, Bran Stark. He's headed south. He's still north of the wall, but maybe he comes south of it, has a vision. It uses a little bit of warg magic to swing one way or the other. Again, I'm not saying it's likely. I'm just saying it's possible. Another person that could possibly, uh, another person that could possibly um, play a factor, the Hound, going north with the Brotherhood Without Banners. Brotherhood Without Banners was originally established because of the Red Wedding to get revenge on the phrase. Maybe they're the ones who end up uh, who end up changing things. That's that's a good point too. Uh, I forgot about the brotherhoods without banners. Woo! I yeah. I just threw it out to my brothers, my real not my brothers without banners, my real biological <laughs> brothers today. I was just like we were at uh, lunch. I was just like, what would you think if they had Ramsey kill the hound, and, or the sorry, the hound be the one to kill Ramsey? And you would have thought it was it was like I just did like a dunk and a dunk contest like they're, they're all like oh like that would be so lit like that would be incredible like everybody was just like all anybody wanted to talk about was the possibility of that so i and, thought uh go ahead no no i was just saying and this is my favorite part about this uh pregame is if we like put it up on if we're able to put it up on soundcloud we're gonna look like such assholes by 1005 when we're completely wrong and everything it's like no guys it was just like a typical battle seed and like you know, John yeah. won in a hard fight. And it's like, you guys are just dreaming. And like, <laughs> I want to be right about this stuff, though. We've been pretty good, too. You said it last episode. We've been really good. 
we've been in, dude, there was a guy who, again, this isn't to suck our own dicks, but like, there was a dude who thinks, I don't know if he's been in your mentions, Clem, that you and I like have some sort of access with HBO that we know somebody (laughs) and that we're getting scripts ahead of time and like giving out predictions. He was just like, he was like, I know that like, there's no way you could have predicted the Aria thing. Like there was no way you could have predicted all of this. Like there was no way you could have predicted like Jon Snow would come out because we got it like down to the exact episode. Like you couldn't have done that. And like, was like, like has us in conspiracy theories. So I took that literally as soon as he said that as the single biggest compliment I've ever got in my life. I was like, dude, like, I don't know what you're talking about or how you think I would know, like, HBO executives. Like, trust me, if I could, like, if I could, like, if I, like, knew HBO executives, I would, like, I wouldn't be here working for bar. Like, I wouldn't have a part-time job at Barstool Sports having anxiety attacks about the fact no one's going to be hiring me in a year. Like, trust me. Like, I'll be, like, I, this isn't the position in life I'd be in. But, um, yeah, I mean, we'll see. It's going to be absolutely unbelievable. Would you rather, okay. So you're a pretty big Warriors fan. Yep, yep. I'm a Sonya. I'm a Sonya Curry fan first and foremost, and that's my biggest worry is I'm missing a Sonya Curry moment between nine and ten oh five. That is my actual biggest worry, truth be told. But I mean, I okay. you know, I am a Warriors guy though. Like I, I was on them. Like I wasn't on them earlier than anyone, but I've always I I was on. I'm on Steph. Like you see me. I I fucking love the Warriors. You know what yeah. I mean. I'm not a Warriors yeah, fan, I was, but I appreciate. Them. I want to. I haven't gotten any credit for this. I was on the I hate the Warriors train before it was cool. I've been <laughs> hating them all year. So would you rather see LeBron – okay, let's just say LeBron goes for game – it's like game six against the Celtics all over again, 2010. You know, 60 points, 12 rebounds, 15 assists, wins and wins the finals MVP, and John and the Starks lose in like a brutal fashion by Ramsey Bolton, or you could have – so the Warriors win, or you could have, like, which one would you rather have? Would you rather see the Starks win or the Warriors win? Uh, oh, man, that's fucked up. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, I guess, like, <laughs> I, I guess, like, and it's, like, real life, but it's, like, the fiction one is death, probably. You know what? In the end, in the end, like... I hate, and this is the other thing about LeBron. I kind of like I hate him because of like the shit, like the Godfather stuff he pulls, and all the like passive aggressive bullshit. But I also hate him because he went to the Heat and won Pat Riley two more championships, and like it goes back there. But in the end, I'd be happier for Cleveland fans to get the win, and for like the shit, like the blogs we're gonna get out of J.R. Smith over the next like two weeks if they win, than Rams. You are like the J.R. guy. What? And you are like the J.R. Smith guy. Like those blogs are your blogs. Yeah, I want the pipe. I want the pipe, Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well, you there's a good chance you get it. Um, so, all right, that's that's a good question. Rickon, is he about to get flayed alive? I think I think Rickon is uh, is going down. I think I think like we have to have like enough of a self awareness about this Game of Thrones stuff, like we were saying, that we know it's not going to just be all like sunshine and rainbows. And I feel like, you know, like an eight-year-old getting killed is like probably very much within the realm of possibilities. We saw like a newborn and his mother get killed this, this, this season. So yeah. I think Rick on is a strong way to set the tone. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'll see him get flayed alive and like burnt. Um, by the way, that is some fucking creepy shit where you see like the, the, the flayed bodies getting burned, like in to start the battle in that yeah. trailer that like, kind of like just reminds you how fucked up this Ramsey guy is. Um, 
But I, I, I don't know if we see him really get tortured, but I think he's as good as dead. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, another X factor that I forgot to mention, uh, Sansa, she has a dog in the wild. Ah. Lady. Oh. We haven't seen her. No, Lady's dead. I mean, Lady's dead. Is it Arya's who's? Arya's dog. Arya's dog. I, I I can never say the name. I always say Nehemiah, like the guy on the challenge. Um, it's she's in the Riverlands. That dog leading a bunch of uh, that Daryl leading a bunch of dogs. But it is out there, so I mean, it could come north. I guess hypothetically. Um, but Lady got killed with the whole Joffrey thing because Arya, because Sansa's dog had to yeah, be sacrificed. Yeah. I remember this because my wife, right. when when they when they took Lady, my wife goes, "Oh no, not Lady!" Like it, like she knew like it was a real dog, and he goes, "Oh no, not Lady!" Like that is. One of the quotes I go to to like Buster Ball sometimes. I'm like, oh no, not Lady. The time he cried for a fictional dog getting killed. Dude, when I saw Shaggy Dog check the L, I was very upset. So I can completely relate to your wife. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we could. Uh, I think we've talked about just about everything, unless you have some more stuff. Uh, I don't know. I'm nervous. I literally feel like it's a big game. Like I feel like the Rangers are playing in a game seven. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still in like a weird place. Like I literally took a nap for an hour today that I like semi planned out. I bought an ice iced coffee that's in the refrigerator and I'm like, I can't pull this ripcord too late or else I'm gonna be up all night, but I can't pull it too early where I'm then fading at like, you know, during the pre the post game show. So it's like a very thin line I'm walking right now here. So uh I don't I like I'm old now. Very, I'm an old person. Very, uh, Clem, that was a very dad sentence. That yeah. you're waiting to time your coffee correctly so you can't be up all night, but so as, that you can properly nap. As my baby. And all the shows done, the that, was the, that was peak Daddy Clem. <laughs> this is what you guys get all on right, the podcast. Well, we'll see. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how I decide to watch it. Uh, if it's if the game is more than 15 points in the direction, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I can't. I keep saying you're going to watch the sports game. This is something that you're going to talk about for the rest of your life. One way or the other is this game. But I just can't see myself not watching Thrones Live. <laughs> it's just a very hard mental picture for me to paint is one where there's a epic Game of Thrones episode and I'm not watching it. And if I also do it that way, um, you know, I'm fucking I, like I have to write the recap. Um, even though yeah, I think I it'll be a short recap, because there aren't that many. Although it'll be a short recap to write, because there won't be that much like plot to really summarize. Um, I assume. I mean, unless they pull some curveball shit, uh, I'm gonna be up to like one or two, like just yeah. writing it, because I know that there's gonna be. I don't know how many viewers I get exactly on each blog. I know about. I don't know how. I don't know. I I don't know if I'm supposed to say shit like that for like advertising purposes, but. If I know the internet like I know the internet, tomorrow will probably be my most read recap yet, uh, besides maybe the one where they held the door or after Daenerys did the thing. This will probably be the number one most read recap, so I really want to bring the fire. Um, so, like, while normally sometimes if it's, like, last week where I knew it was going to kind of fly under the radar, I just do it on my train commute and I just get it done in 70 minutes. I don't know. So, like, it's going to be a late night for your boy, uh, one way or the other. Uh, all right, let's get an official prediction. Before we go out, Clem, what's going to happen in the episode and what's going to happen in the NBA game? Um, I think the Warriors are going to win by eight. And then the finals MVP is going to go to Clay Thompson. 
And then I think that Jon Snow, I think the Starks lose, but Jon Snow and Sansa survive. Okay. So, uh, so that's my prediction. Uh, and they and Ramsay dies. Okay, that's a that that. That's but the Stark Force is annihilated. And let me say this about people that watch Game of Thrones and don't watch the game or whatever. Game of Thrones is basically, I think, it's like spoiling an NFL game or a sports game. Basically, there is no spoiler rules for tonight only. I don't, I think, I don't think you're allowed to tweet out Game of Thrones spoilers that are like in someone's face. Other than like, wow, that even like I'll even try to like not say like, wow, that was cool on things because I don't want people like thinking trying to figure it out. I try to keep it like. Just everyone, just be cool tonight. Like, okay. The how about this? Lost. How about that? You can send a Game of Thrones tweet, but it has to be a fire tweet. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. don't don't do like a regular ass. Like, you better have double digits likes on every single tweet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't be like, I can't like, believe I have- Le- LeBron just pinned up Steph's shot. You know, on the backboard, like John pinned up Ramsey's head after he cut it off. Like. Don't do shit like that, though. Even the likes and retweets are not worth it because the unfollowers are going to come quickly after. Including okay, so I'm actually I'm going to do something because Clancy isn't in the Z cast. Um, so no one, no one tell uh, Kevin Clancy uh, that I'm uh, doing what I'm about to do. Just everyone be cool. Um, here's one thing that I actually do want to share. He was going to maybe do a blog comparing LeBron to uh, Jon Snow. He never uh, wrote it, which is too bad because I thought he was going to write it. And if he told me that he wasn't going to, I would have written it. Um, So he sent me – here's the email that he sent me Friday afternoon. He said, I'm writing a blog about how LeBron and Jon Snow are the same going into the battles. Some similarities. And the ones he came up with, both fatherless, both returned and are fighting for their hometown – both come from places that suck, the wall, Cleveland. Both have failed before. Going to compare Jon Snow dying to LeBron, being 2-4 and four in finals. Can't be the GOAT if you've died before. MJ never would have died sort of thing. Both failed because of shitty supporting cast. Both assembled their current squads going into battle. Here was my response and my comparisons between the two. Both teams are facing a, a squad that's successful because of a betrayal by a blonde-haired man. Steve Kerr not going to the next Tywin Lannister. Both have facial hair that's just about 75% of the way there, but they can't fully commit. Both were in love with the red-haired person that ultimately disappointed them when it was their time to deliver a kill shot. Egret not shooting John, Matthew Deladova hitting Iggy in the nuts and not sending him out of the game. Both are facing a much deeper squad, but are hoping a monster performance from the X-Factor equalizes thing. The wildling giant 1-1, LeBron. Both have a fat friend who helped them get there, but aren't going to be of any help on Sunday. Samuel Tarley, Kevin Love. Both are facing people who have probably skinned someone alive before. Ramsey Bolton, Aisha Curry. Both have never seen The Godfather. Both battles will end with the day being saved by a snake opportunist who always gets better opportunities than he deserves, Peter Baelish and J.R. Smith. So I actually am going to revise my prediction with all those similarities. I think if, if LeBron wins, Jon Snow's winning. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, if we can then roll that into tomorrow, that tomorrow, 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 that's a win for I, all. Let's, one less blog to off the right. <laughs> I think I need if they both win. I think I'm gonna write that blog. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Definitely go for it. That's a good. I I, I talked to him too, I, I talk and I, I like those. Uh, I, I like those, uh, those did my, I did I just ruin it? Should I not have done that? No, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, okay. My prediction. My prediction is. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if I truly believe this, but I'm going to say it. Fuck it. Warriors by 17. One of those, like, LeBron, LeBron and, like, the Cavs. Like, 
like, you know, you know that time when the Celtics won by like 39 over the Lakers and it just all fell apart. Like I see like falling apart for the Cavs, LeBron starts to get pissed. And then like the internet just like remind remembers. Cause like the internet is all about LeBron again. It's just like twisted. This series has been fascinating, especially after that Aisha Curry tweet and the Steph Curry mouthpiece, everyone's gone against the Cavs now and the, or the, the warriors and loves LeBron and LeBron's become like the hero again. I feel like we're going to flip one more time and we're going to, and then tomorrow the story is going to be about LeBron, like doing some sort of move that like, wasn't even supposed to be a negative thing. Skip Bayless comes his pants. He just goes crazy on LeBron, right. and we, we go from there. So oh, I was, no, no, Skip Bayless is not ESPN anymore, Clem. Now that, that was, you did his last show today. But is he starting at Fox Sports tomorrow? Uh, I'd assume not, but maybe. I, okay, I'm, so he'll come his pants via Twitter. His Twitter will be filled with come uh, without touching his pants himself, thanks to LeBron's doing something like yelling at Tristan Thompson or something stupid. Uh, Warriors by 17, finals MVP. I'm going Clay as well. Uh, and the Clay, because when, when Clay Thompson gets hot, it's fucking awesome. I mean, I, I, Steph, everyone who says it's more fun watching Clay get hot, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, but it's awesome to watch Clay get hot. So I'm going to say Clay as well. And then for uh, Thrones, I'm going to go with like the, the Starks, like the Boltons like lose but the Starks don't win it's kind of like a it's George R. R. Martin shit it's something you can't describe to anyone else like if you've watched the Red Wedding or what like bittersweet yeah bittersweet exactly yeah yeah it's it that's what that's what we're gonna have it's gonna be like after Oberon and the Mountain fought, and we're just kind of like oh what the fuck just happened like I don't feel good even though I should feel better than I do and it's gonna just be like a weird spot we're gonna be in and uh you know Fucking Thrones does it to us every goddamn year, man. <laughs> All right, but we keep coming back. All right, so this is us, Charlie, Clem. Uh, any final words, Clem, before we uh, cut the Zcast? Thanks, everybody, for listening. 118, pretty good numbers, especially on a Father's Day Sunday where a lot of people are with their families, and a lot of people don't want to admit to their fathers that they listen to a Game of Thrones live podcast. Um, all right, Clem, I'll, uh, I'll see you uh, recording tomorrow night, right? Yep, tomorrow night we're going to record. Uh, we'll figure out the time. I imagine somewhere between 7 and 9 we'll start it up. Uh, happy Father's Day, Mr. Wisco. I apologize for ru- ruining your day. Luckily, you have like a, probably a bunch of other kids that you love more than Charlie to uh, you know take a spot at the table, so it's all right. <laughs> exactly. All right, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, later, brother.